welcome to today's webinar. I am Mark Graben, the VP of Improvement and Innovation Services, and I'm very, uh, very happy to welcome you to today's webinar that I'll be presenting uh, with Dr. Greg Jacobson, CEO and co-founder of Kinexus. Greg, how are you today? I'm doing great, Mark. I, I really can't wait to get to get this on the road. Looks like we've got a, a, a great attendee audience here, and we're going to have lots of fun. Yeah, so thank you to everybody for joining us uh, for, for the webinar, Taking Improvement Boards Digital, How Leading Companies Are Improving Visual Management. Well, so before Greg talks about some of this new frontier of digital improvement boards, I just want to share a few examples to level set. Um, the first off, we've started webinars with bad puns before. What are boards? Uh, if, if you are here to talk about construction boards or cutting boards or corporate boards, uh, as they say on planes now, here's your chance to, uh, to deplane if this is not your destination. These are not the types of boards we're talking about. We're going to be talking about the types of boards that are used in workplaces, uh, ranging from manufacturing companies to hospitals uh, to software companies, all sorts of different settings that you might call improvement boards. So these improvement boards of different types are uh, in, in nowadays uh, what you might call an element of lean management practices, what a lot of people would call lean daily management or, or daily lean management, some variation of a theme like that. What we don't want is uh, boards that don't have a purpose. So as with anything, I think it's a good question to ask, what problems are we solving? Why are boards necessary? We don't want these to be corporate wallpaper, um, as, as the, the, the phrase would suggest. Why, why would we put up boards? Why would we use them? Uh, a lack of information. Information deficits is a, a phrase that I've learned along the way. And so if we have information deficits, boards can help. A lack of alignment in an organization a lack of communication, a lack of collaboration, all of that I think in general leads to a lack of improvement. And so boards uh, are meant to have a purpose. If people are putting up boards and not using them, I think we should ask why is the board uh, in some way not proving helpful to people. Boards, uh, I think at a high level, visualize information for people, whether they are physical boards or virtual boards. Now, um, probably poor examples of, of boards. When I first got involved in healthcare 10 years ago, there's no shortage of bulletin boards in um, hospital settings, but these boards um, usually just accumulate information over time with nothing ever being taken down. There, there's, there's clutter. Uh, you, you can't find the most urgent information. So we don't mean just kind of typical bulletin boards like this. I think uh, we also want to make sure we don't have uh, a board that looks like this, the other extreme, uh, a, a nothing board as opposed to a clutter board. Um, this is a picture I won't name names, uh, but you know, an organization I visited who, like many, said, well, we went and visited ThetaCare, the great health system, lean practicing health system in Wisconsin, and we copied their board. Like, well, but the key is to make sure the board is being populated. It's not the board that's important, but the engagement and the leadership behaviors, and, and if you have the board without a methodology or the right leadership, uh, that board is just going to end up being a different kind of waste of space than the, uh, the super cluttery announcement board. But I think some examples of 
more helpful boards, and, and I stumbled across a collection of pictures. When I go visit organizations, people often take a picture, and it seems like it's usually a picture of me pointing at a board. Um, there's more to lean than boards, but um, you know, examples of these boards would include huddle boards or status boards. You know, local information for a team that's helpful, um, looking at staffing levels, in healthcare settings, looking at patient census, in a manufacturing setting, you might look at your daily production goals and uh, achievements, recent results, updates and information, very tactical, short-term focus that a team might huddle around and talk about uh, on a daily basis. We also have what you might call metrics boards, um, charts, performance measures. You might have color coding, uh, red, yellow, green, uh, showing how you're doing against a target. Um, we want to be careful with the color coding sometimes, but that's, that's literally a different webinar that I gave uh, previously. Um, but looking at local performance measures and, and hopefully some attempt at connecting local uh, results to strategy deployment, um, higher level goals and alignment. So you might see this boards like this in a department. Uh, in manufacturing, there's, a, a, I think, a longer tradition of what you might call an SQDC board, safety, quality, delivery, and cost. Toyota uses an expression called FMDS, which stands for Floor Management Development System, which I think is a fascinating name. That the purpose of these boards, and you, there's a YouTube video I'd encourage you to go um, check out for uh, one example of these. The purpose of the board is not just to drive results, but it's also about developing managers, developing staff, which is a, a very Toyota way of looking at things, uh, developing people and getting results. In different settings, here's a picture. This is actually from a, a nonprofit organization that I did some pro bono work with. Uh, now I have a Kaizen board or an idea board that helps illustrate problems, opportunities for improvement, ideas showing the status of different uh, ideas, status of a problem solving, the evaluation of different ideas. Um, you know, I show this picture not because it's a colorful board, but I think it goes to show that uh, everybody can participate in continuous improvement. Uh, everything can be viewed as a, process, as a process, even if it's something as high level as the process for ending poverty. So you might have boards like that to show active ideas. You might have boards, this is from a hospital lab that I worked with, showing completed Kaizen improvements. What was done, what was fixed before and after status, who was involved, what was the impact. But I think now that we start reaching some of the frontier of what you can accomplish with physical boards, it starts kind of begging the question, well, how do we share improvements beyond the population of people who can physically stand in front of this board? How do we share improvements across departments, across sites within an organization? There are certain problems that start coming up, even though if physical boards like this are solving one type of workplace problem, as we start doing more improvement, we might start discovering different problems that virtual boards can help solve, as Greg is going to talk about. You might see strategy deployment boards uh, in an executive boardroom setting showing high-level measures for an organization, often in those same SQDC categories, um, looking at high-level goals and measures, but also looking at your activity and your results, um, tying improvement activity to um, different goals that we're trying to accomplish. So I think you know my conclusion, and, and as I've started seeing um, over the years, boards like this work great 
if you can see them. So when we talk about whether you call this visual management, um, visual does require uh, being able to see, and there are certain limitations that, that we might uh, run across. And so that's a big part of the reason why Kinexus uh, is here and why Kinexus has been developing um, additional functionality based on what our customers are asking for and how they are managing continuous improvement and managing their organization. Um, so with that, let me hand things over to Greg, who's going to sort of pick up the uh, discussion from here. That's great. Thanks so much, Mark. Um, so what, what I think is so interesting is that um, is that when really when I started the the process of, of starting to think about continuous improvement, as you know, I started all of this with my introduction to Kaizen by Mizaki Amai. And if, if you look at his book there, there isn't this big emphasis on boards. So I didn't really understand the importance of boards and nor did boards really show up in the early versions of Kinexus? And so a lot of what I'm going to talk about is is as much not what we've come up with at Kinexus, but what we what we've learned in working with our customers. And so I think it's an interesting time to see that evolution. Um, I, I love Simon Sinek. I think I, he he teaches lots of things, but but his his golden his golden circle is a great way to talk through really anything. If you're, if you're trying to kind of convince someone to get on board with something, if you're trying to have someone understand your perspective in things, then, then thinking through this in, in a why, how, what manner, I think kind of forces you to put the right framework in, in mind. And so what, what Simon talks about is, is when you're explaining something, oftentimes we, jump to explaining, well, what it is. And uh, so, for example, if I was going to explain to you, you know, why would you want to think about digital boards and, and moving to virtual visual management, I would start by showing you a bunch of boards in Kinexus and, and, and showing you how cool they are. The problem with that is, is, is without starting with the why, there, there's really no deeper understanding of the problem, and, and that's what you mentioned, Mark, right? Let's, let's start with the problem, because if there's no problem statement, then it kind of becomes almost entertainment, if you will, versus, versus it becoming a real issue that relates to whatever you're doing. So in this case, what I'd like to do is start with why, then I'm going to show you how to actually build a board in Kinexus, and then I'm going to show you some examples of what boards look like. And I'll probably spend 75% of my time in the why portion, and 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 maybe 10 or 5 to 10% in the how, and then at the end showing you kind of the manifestation of this. And and so let's kind of go through I think the the five big areas that I think technology specifically can address better than a paper or a physical board. And so I'm going to break down, and, and I love to give roadmaps, and I want to know where I'm going when I sit down uh, to, a, to a movie. It's good to know kind of how long is the movie going to be, how many acts is the play going to be, tell me where we're going. So I'm going to give a little bit of a roadmap. I'm going to talk specifically about why digital boards can solve collaboration issues better than, 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 um, than standard paper boards. Talk a little bit about why a standard in boards really has some, some benefits beyond uh, 
kind of the the normal kind of benefits of standardization, but also emphasizing that allowing people to be a little bit flexible, I think is really important as well with uh, with workflows. Visibility. I mean, this is the 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 key thing, and 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 probably why I put it in the, in the middle, just to kind of like center the conversation around this. That Mark said, if you can't see a board, the board is going to be useless to you. <laughs> so I mean, that's that that sounds so obvious, but like until you, that kind of sinks in into a deep manner and into your into your psyche, you're, you're not realizing it. I mean, I, I would venture to say that that 95% of the people listening to, to this webinar right now are continuous improvement experts, right? So we live and breathe continuous improvement. But what we're trying to do is getting a whole bunch of non-continuous improvement experts to understand what we're doing. And if they can't see the improvement work, then they're gonna have a really hard time participating in it. I can't tell you how important I think impact being front and center is to kind of remind us of why we're doing this, right? So for example, if um, if if you were watching a basketball game and, and you didn't know the score of the basketball game, it's a completely different event than when you know the score of the basketball game. And in some ways, I think impact kind of fits into that. And and then finally, explaining really why I think you know, paper boards are, are are leaving off of the side. I think one of the the biggest advantages that that technology can bring to the table, which is really kind of creating this knowledge repository and bringing it. So let's hop right in. First and foremost, collaboration. Um, this is just a challenging thought. Yeah. How do you huddle with people not in the same room? Maybe they're in different cities, maybe they're across the US. But how does that happen? With a digital board, all of a sudden, the, the time and the space conundrum starts, maybe not perfectly getting broken down, but you start to be able to kind of break through barriers of, of space and time. Right? What if what if people aren't in the same city? And we, we we are literally talking with people all day long that are struggling with we have a team that's in three different areas in the US, or we now have a number of international companies that are literally trying to do collaborative work across across continents. I mean, this is an example one of our companies and the locations that they're trying to do improvement work across. Yeah. So, so as, as we kind of keep that in mind, um, Mark, do you want to add a little bit to this? Yeah, you know, I was just thinking back to um, 20 years ago when I was in manufacturing, when I started my career at General Motors. Uh, for one, we did not have email. We did not have uh, public access to the outside internet. Uh, our world in our factory was limited to where we could walk with our feet. There was no opportunity for conversation with people at other engine plants, at other facilities. And, and I think back to that, I think, wow, what, what a wasted opportunity that, yeah, we had visual management, but we limited we were limited to 800 people who we could interact with. And I think in this day of social media, where there's this expectation that we are connected with friends and family anywhere in the world via Facebook, we're connected with professional colleagues via LinkedIn or Twitter, um, I, I, I couldn't imagine going back to a day where I could only learn from or interact with people 
that I could see face to face. I mean, the world has just changed so much in 20 years, and I think there's an argument to be made for improvement methods evolving and, and changing with those expectations. Yeah, it reminds me, Mark, when when we talk about this, that that I think a natural kind of resistance to this is, oh wait, wait, hold on. If if this is going to computer screen, what about going to Gemba? What about the face-to-face -face interaction? Yeah, I I still think problem solving face-to-face -face is the gold standard, right? Yeah. So when when we're thinking through digital boards, we're not thinking as of this as a way to not do all of the things you would do with a physical board. So we're thinking about ways to augment that experience and bring people into the conversation that couldn't have been part of the conversation. Yeah. And so I think this is a, this picture right here is, is such a great reminder of, of that. Yeah, and just one, one other point, I'll let you get back to the uh, discuss, your, your, your flow here. Um, connecting with people on Facebook, hopefully for people, has not become an absolute substitute for going out to dinner with friends. Right, it's just an it's an additional way of collaborating and arranging those opportunities to go out to go physically have dinner face to face with friends. And you know, Mark mentioned that I I'm an, a practicing ER doc, and so for example, I was I was doing a ship last night um, into the wee hours of the morning, and, and you know, imagine. Imagine trying to, in almost you know, all the industries that, that we're dealing with, there is some component that people are not working necessarily only nine to five. And basically leaving them completely out of the conversation is uh, obviously a, a huge lost opportunity. So digital boards allow people to provide updates because each one of the things that you're looking at can be updated in real time and, and allow conversations to exist beyond who's just going to be there. So next I want to talk about a standard. and and. In, in some ways, I think creating a standard is kind of creating um, identical scenarios, but it, in many ways, that's that's not applicable. So, for instance, you know, here I'm looking at three different types of boards. There, there is a standard, though. I mean, when you kind of look at it, you can just visually see that. Oh, okay, I get this. That there, that that there's some some kind of commonalities between different kinds of reporting, different ways lists are visualized, but these are actually customized and optimized for each one of these workflows. So standard doesn't necessarily mean identical, but it certainly helps people make some of the decisions that they need to make instead of kind of getting lost or paralyzed in, oh, well, well how are we going to create a board and how are we going to do it and what median and how big is it going to be and all those sorts of things. Some of those things just are not really critical um, to kind of get the ball moving and, and can be modified over time. And allowing you to do that in a digital workplace gives you that, number one. But number two, I can remember talking to, to folks um, over the years saying, oh, well, we, we spent six months designing our board, and then we had to order 200 of them because it was a $100,000 ticket item, and then they can't change that board afterwards, right? It's stenciled in, and, it, and, um, and so those are the kinds of decisions that some people are heading down, and I would say the rat hole that they're going down when instead they, they should just kind of just grab and go, if you will, and um, and and I think that going digital allows you to do that. And not only that, but but we've done a lot of um, kind of features in Kinexus that allows you to personalize and give a little personality and brand your board, whether it's to your company or whether it's to your to your work area. So um, standardization does not mean that it has to be boring and not look pretty. And is that Greg? Is that a video that a customer is embedded? Yeah, exactly, and that's a great, great opportunity to talk that, you know, when you go tech, down a technology route, 
new opportunities exist that you simply couldn't do in, in a paper. So here we have a, a, an announcement board. This is a board that when someone logs into the system, this is the first thing they see. And we've been, they've, uh, our customers embedded a YouTube video of kind of blocked out for anonymity purposes. Um, but it's, it's just a great way to kind of, once again, augment the, the way we're communicating. And also, when you create a standard, all of a sudden, it really facilitates collaboration. So I've got, you know, these arrows here that are actually pointing at the same improvement in three different locations. So we'll talk a little bit about this, and, and I think that when, when you have paper on a board, you have to take that paper down, you have to update it, you have to redo it. And if that improvement is, is interdepartmental, and you're trying to do cross-departmental collaboration, then you literally have to go update that on three different boards versus... When your boards are digital, that gets updated. That work actually gets done in the system. The boards are automatically updated. There isn't any kind of taking it down and reprinting it or, or giving that type of update. So it really creates kind of that opportunity. And let's talk about visibility. And I'm going to go a little bit faster because we've got a lot to cover, but um, this is such a fun topic. All right, so what if you could see every board in your company at literally any time? When you... Take your boards digital, you can do that. And I'm, I'm showing just two different examples here of um, the board kind of menu. These are all configurable by your organization. And you can see that instead of being able just to see one board in a location, all of a sudden you can literally see every single board across your organization. And um, it really, I mean, it's visibility unparalleled by, by a paper type of system. And impact, we, we hear a lot of people, and that's one of the reasons why people come to us initially to start conversations. They just have no visibility into the impact of their improvement work, number one. Or to be able to aggregate and to, to report on that impact becomes such a, an administrative burden that uh, it just doesn't get done in anything real time and or without a huge amount of effort. And so all of a sudden when you're doing the work in a continuous improvement platform, then that automatically will generate reports. So for instance, you know, I think every every type of huddle board should have something to remind us of why we're doing it. Now, does it all have to always have to be money? Maybe no. Maybe you're focusing on safety, satisfaction. There's lots of different kind of impact categories that you can attribute attribute things to. But making it super simple to kind of see that impact without having to have the administrative burden, just let the computer calculate these kinds of things for you, makes that really easy to keep up with. So here's a provocative question for everybody. Where does that arrow end up, right? And this is obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of poking fun a little bit with Mark and he's really just trying to show that, that an idea board starts on the left and moves to the right. But I'm asking kind of, where does it go when it gets completed? And a lot of times it, it goes in some kind of folder and, and those kind of gets you know, stored off to the side. And the, the chance that people are really gonna go back through those um, ends up becoming Coming really really small so when when you take this digital the actual work that you're doing the result of that is you're creating a knowledge repository right can, can you search a board can you literally just kind of go up to it and say I want to know every improvement ever done with the the word part presentation for instance so here's an example when, when this when you're doing your work in a platform that's optimized for you all of a sudden you get things like searching capabilities, and you can go back in time and see if people have worked on this. You also get things like making sure you're not duplicating efforts. So here's an example in Kinexus. When you start putting an improvement in, 
it immediately will let you know if something's like it. So I'm, I'm putting an arrow towards that. that there's, it looks like there's two different improvements that are somewhat like that. So all of a sudden, boom, you can say, oh, has anyone, oh, someone has worked on parts presentation. Let me go in, see who's working on it, see what the status is. Maybe I don't, I, I shouldn't be inputting this in, and I should be joining the, the, the team that's already working on this effort. Okay, so hopefully I've given a little bit of insight how digital experiences, how, how Kinexis can, can really tackle kind of collaboration standard visibility impact in, in creating a knowledge repository with much greater ease than doing this in a, in a paper manner. So before I jump to the how, I said I was going to do um, kind of why, how, what in that order, but, you know, rules are to be broken. Kind of preparing this it gave me an observation on, on a couple different topics that I think it's, it'd be great to kind of break up right now. We talk a lot to a lot of people and they say, oh, we need a system to track our improvements or we, we have a hard time figuring out um, kind of where things are in the status and you know the reason is is because a lot of times people are, are, are doing the work in email or, or in Gemba and then they're so used to putting this in Excel that Excel actually becomes a complete tracking mechanism and, and in many ways there's really not a lot of value in the process of sticking it in Excel other than to simply have visibility on who's doing what and where things are at. When you take that jump and you actually start doing the improvement work with active notifications, with um, kind of creating your workflows, with putting in real-time updates, then you start getting into a situation where all of the kind of reporting and all of the boards are almost a side effect, if you will, that, that just are, are a benefit of simply doing the, the, the work in Kinexus. So, so I, I challenge you to, as you're kind of thinking through how are you going to improve the way you're doing improvement, and if you are looking at software to do that, think of it as not, oh, I need something to track the work. Think of it as I need a better productivity tool to actually do the work. Where the side effect of that is going to be tracking the work. It'll just happen. The, the other thing that, that Mark and I were bantering about when, when we're kind of looking at, at um, first of all, Mark, any, any thoughts on waste before I jump into it? I mean, we had this really interesting conversation about kind of identifying all of the areas of waste that we saw as we were kind of thinking about taking you from a paperboard into, into Kinexus. Yeah, I mean, I think waste, I mean, you know, clearly waste is something we want to uh, reduce, um, engage people in the workplace to help reduce waste so that we can spend more time providing value to customers. There are times where we make one improvement that eliminates one type of waste and we end up uh, inadvertently creating a different type of waste as a side effect. So I think when that happens, we use judgment to decide what on the whole is the best for the organization. I think we see things like that happen in our improvement efforts. We put a method into place that's meant to eliminate some types of waste and it might create or exacerbate some other type of waste, so we just we we do our best, use our best judgment to make things better moving forward. We 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 identified a few different kinds of waste, and one of the, the areas that we realized is is kind of the updating of manual boards, right? So there's this process of going into a system, filling something out, printing it out, walking to the printer, sticking it on the board, 
keeping up with that way, but also the updating. So I'm showing you three different complete boards that are all sharing and displaying chart. The same. This is the same chart in all of those areas. Um, now a person that that maintains and controls this this control chart controls this control chart. You like that, Matt, Mark? Um, yeah. <laughs> that they only need to go into the system and update it one place, and then it just automatically appears. Now these can be literally in three different parts of the world, but it all of a sudden, you know, let the computers do the, the updating in all the different boards for you. So digital helps with that. Yeah, it's reducing some wasted motion. Here's the same thing with regard to, you know, this is actually an improvement that we're showing here, this in progress on hazardous processes. I didn't make it big enough so you can see the font, but I'm telling you that's what this arrow is pointing to. It's, it's the same improvement. So when it gets updated in one place by one person, it automatically gets updated. The other thing we realized is, is having an idea board in one place where if you want to look at it or you want to engage with it by putting an idea on it, when that only can be done in, in one place in a location, I challenge you to think about just kind of how much wasted motion is occurring. So here's kind of a, a, a spaghetti diagram with the, with the idea board kind of in the bottom right-hand corner here that gives an idea of, of maybe a team throughout the day having about three or four different ideas and then what they have to do to, to capture that idea. And so one, there's this Kaizen motion waste kind of title that I've given this, but also I, I challenge you to think of, well, how many times does a person simply not go to the idea board because it, it the, the amount of effort is just, it's not practical or it's too much, or maybe they're not even in this area. Maybe they're driving home or they were in the cafeteria. Yeah. And then one of the other things that didn't really fit in kind of the, the, the why, how, what that I, I thought was really important to talk about is how do you scale you? So, so what do I mean by that? So we're talking to continuous improvement experts all day long. And, and let me tell you, we don't hear this sentence a lot. Oh man, our continuous improvement department is so well staffed. We, we, have, we have so, so much good ratios. We, we're not overworked at all. We're exactly everywhere where we need to be. That's not what we're hearing from you guys. What we're hearing is there's only one of us. There's only five of us. There's only 10 of us. If you look at those ratios, maybe best case scenario, you're one to 100. But in large organizations, it's mostly one to 1,000, one to 1,500 continuous improvement experts to frontline staff, right? So, so how do you scale you? We talk to people that constantly say, oh, yeah, I have literally 90 boards. That, that I review on a quarterly basis. I have to go to two boards a day, four days a week, just to visit the board, just to see what the update on the board is, let alone to see if they actually need my help or to do any coaching. So what if you could check in on 90 boards in one day and then figure out the areas that really need your help and spend time there? So kind of as you're thinking of, of scaling and as you're thinking of having a greater impact in your organization, think about how to scale you. Think about how to scale your improvement department. And then a waste of space. I mean, I kind of, you know, the, the, the board on the, on the left is showing just how big of a physical area you need to 
really just display, what does that look like, about 20, maybe 25 different improvements. The the side on the right is is kind of a little bit of a joke. I mean, it's, a, an, it's an, Excel, an Excel spreadsheet, really, that's kind of showing this, this idea board, if you will. And then here's a very traditional looking um, improvement board. Is this is this good? Is this bad? Is this the right amount of space? So, so it looks like your ideas are kind of over the blue line there. What if what if you have an idea now? Or where are you going to stick it? So when you go digital, those those kind of physical space constraints go away, and and people are constrained by actual leadership behaviors, by their own mental capacities, by their own improvement time, not by any kind of physical um, areas. All right, so those are my little asides. So we've talked about why. Let's talk about how. How do you actually build a board in Kinexus? I get it. So let's kind of say you're at the point, okay, Greg, I'm there. Um, whole bunch of reasons to go and, and put my boards in Kinexus, but can you show me actually how that's done? So this is what a board looks like when you hit the Create Board button. It's, it's a blank canvas that you can now create to optimize whatever type of board you're doing. So if you're trying to get idea boards on there, great. If you're trying to get huddle boards on there, great. If you're trying to do kind of strategy boards, great. If you're trying to do KPI or metric boards, great. So, so what does it kind of look like at this point? So when, when you click the Add button, you're, you're adding cards to your board. And here are all the different kind of cards you can add. You can add lists of improvements. You can add charts. You can add report, so improvement reports. You can add a complete freestyle card, like what we showed you with the with the, the video from YouTube. And uh, we recently released a X Matrix card. So when you when you kind of say, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and pick a list, you can pick any kind of list you want, and you can pick how up to up to five different columns on on your on your board. So here I've just done a four column board, and I've just done a really simple improvement project task and incident list. And these can be filtered for your location. Maybe you're doing a personal board. You just want to see your improvement work. Maybe you are doing a special kind of committee and you want to see all things related to a certain topic. So, so all these can be filtered exactly to show the exact improvement work that you want. Mark showed a metrics board earlier, physical metrics board. Here is an example of a, um, putting charts on a, a board. And in, in this, once again, when you click on a chart, you're just kind of grabbing the chart in your chart library and tossing it on here. So this is kind of a, a two by two board, if you will. We have an extensive reporting library that can, can report on your activity, on your engagement, on your impact. And uh, we recently, in the last year, have released an incident reporting add-on module in Kinexus, and so there's a whole bunch of reports related to that. We allow you to pick some of the most common reports related to your improvement work. So for example, your improvement or your project curve on the left or, or your impact in the middle and, and your engagement on the right, we allow you to stick that right on a board itself, and it, it makes this type of kind of workflow and you don't have to dive into reporting um, kind of puts us front and center, if you will. All right, I think we are doing pretty good on time, Mark. I'm going to kind of wrap this up by talking with what. So showing you how you can do the how, we, 
will typically help you guys create your boards. Honestly, the, the power users of Connexus, which is usually the CI team, um, will, will typically help as they're, as they're deploying Kinexus in, they oftentimes will go kind of department by department, model saw by model saw. They'll actually use that rollout and do kind of mini PDCAs as they're rolling out, kind of getting better, using checklists, making sure the right behaviors are done. You'll set up the boards, and um, it, it's super simple. Once you get a format that you like, you know, kind of just copy boards and, and kind of go from there. But what do some of these boards look like? So the big aha moment for me and, and why if you look at our product a couple of years ago, boards were really not front and center. And, and now when when you look at our product and actually when you look at the usage, there are organizations, they just live in boards constantly because boards are workflow, right? So whether it's an idea board and, and you're kind of doing it in the Kanban with the new planned active complete or the, you know, um, new to do doing done kind of format, or you're doing more of a traditional huddle board where you're, you're trying to give some of your important KPIs, some of your important reports, some of your important projects or, or Im improvements. Become super simple to, to kind of do that. I'm showing a manager board here. Maybe this is a person that, that is um, managing two different locations. I'm showing kind of the Austin and the Dallas location of this manager. Of course, we picked Austin Dallas because Kinexus's offices are Austin Dallas, um, and and they they want just a quick snapshot on how their improvement culture is doing. So they've kind of created this this brief um, way to look at all of their the main reports that they like to look at, or whether they're creating a KPI board and, and kind of putting the, the main metrics for, for every major area of the company or, or major kind of kind of coming off of the, the, the strategy deployment and, and seeing that all in, in one place. And now announcement boards become become really great and become super simple to, to do and, and you can really do things that that just couldn't be done. You know, I've got this on the bottom left is identify best practices. Um, area and this is you know simply you know tag improvements that you want a whole organization to see you know, as you've created your boards across your company you've kind of put this identified best practice card on your announcement and really kind of puts those those front and center now you know, what what our organizations are doing is is literally kind of taking down the, the paper bulletin boards and plopping up plasma screens and, and flat monitors or projecting them on a wall and, and this kind of updating in, in all real time it's it's really taking I think kind of improvement work and, and bringing it into the 21st century it's it's really exciting to see people kind of pushing the boundaries of how technology can make this whole experience much better and, and we're getting really pushed by our customers and helping them do their kind of audits or their leader standard work whatever terminology you guys call it and making it really simple that has it been done and, and if so what are the results of that here's an example of an audit tracker board <clears throat> and then here's the strategy deployment board I mean you can see kind of the the, the four initiatives on the left and kind of how the projects fit in here and then the metrics the, the main metrics that that the organization wants people to 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 view here and what we released in two releases ago, our X matrix. 
So, I mean, this is taking kind of the, the Excel X matrix that was static and, and not interactive and, and putting it right in Kinexus. So now you can actually click on this and pull up the actual projects or the improvements or the people that are on here or the, the chart that's on here. And um, we're getting some great feedback on X matrix. And then you can even create, you know, kind of create this opportunity. You can create a, just an individual initiative board. I mean, all we've done here is just showing kind of our, our safety initiative and all the major things that you want people to take a look at when they're, when you're thinking through this kind of one initiative with this, this alignment. And then this is a great board. Um, this was something that, that kind of we mentioned that bantering that we're constantly in with our customers. We're, you know, our customers started to make this board and we, we thought this was great. I mean, we, we know that there are several defined bottlenecks in the continuous improvement cycle, right? If, if an improvement sits in new status and no one responds to it or moves it in the plan or whatever you're gonna do with it, within 48, maybe 72 hours, that sends a message back to your front lines. If, if things are waiting to be approved to complete, that sends a message back to the people doing the improvement work. And if things are going overdue, once again, it, it, it sends a message. And so our CI teams that are literally trying to manage and trying to support you know, 40, 50, 100 different departments, we're just having a hard time figuring out where the bottlenecks are. And so they, they started to create these bottleneck boards that really just kind of identify really quickly what improvements are in what bottlenecks and you can create your filters and say okay only show me you know things that have been in improved status for more than seven days or things that have been overdue for more than 30 days it allows them to figure out where is my time going to be best suited because bottlenecks is 100 percent leadership behavior and the technology can kind of help identify that so i think we're good on time here mark but i think i've kind of gone through you know, why I think moving your boards off of paper into digital is the right move, how to do that, what does it actually look like to show you that it's really simple to create these boards, and then what, what do all these boards look like at the end mixed in with some waste. So, Mark, you want to yep. take it over from here? All right. Well, thanks, Greg. And we've got a few questions that have come in. I would encourage people to continue submitting questions. We'll We'll do those until the top of the hour, until we run out of time. Uh, so while you're submitting questions, we'll do a few announcements. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we, we're not ready to announce our next couple of webinars for over the summer. We're still getting uh, things sequenced, uh, put in order. Um, still plan on doing these monthly. We encourage you to check back to www.kinexus.com webinars. Uh, if you sign up for uh, our uh, blog posts and newsletter, we'll make sure you get notified about these um, when when we're ready to accept registration for the next webinars. Um, Greg and I are going to do, we, we have this scheduled, our next episode in the Ask Us Anything series where we do about a 30-minute video chat um, answering questions that have come in from our customers, the Kinexus community. That next episode, number 13, maybe I should call it 14, um, the way they would in an office building, that's going to be June 27th. Uh, yeah, Greg? I, I, I mean, I can't help but but mention that I love the YouTube snapshot that they that they that they grab there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, man. I don't know if I look any better. YouTube is good at choosing. 
weird looks. But um, you can go ahead and uh, register for this and submit questions to us uh, today by going to kinexus.com slash webinars. You can see the past episodes in the series on our YouTube channel. We'd encourage you also to check out some of the other great resources we have available at kinexus.com. You can check out our continuous improvement webinar library, our on-demand library. You can find that by going to kinexus.com slash webinars. Uh, look on, on the right-hand side, and uh, if you want uh, interesting stuff to read every day, check out our blog at blog.kinexus.com. We also have um, a series of podcasts now. You can go to kinexus.com slash podcasts. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, pretty much any place you might subscribe to a podcast. And this recording will be in that feed. So um, we've got time for Q&A. Here are our email addresses and uh, Twitter handles. Um, yeah, Joanne, yes, this is being recorded, so we're, we're going to send that out to everybody uh, probably tomorrow. It'll end up on our YouTube channel later today. So here's a question uh, from Sergey, and, and thank you, Sergey, for attending uh, again and, and for your questions. Um, early in the webinar, Greg, you said when you can see any board, which one would you look at? The main problem I see with electronic boards is they aren't visible unless you start a computer and open them. How do you deal with with that visibility? Or, or I guess I would add, I think part of the question is uh, prioritizing what to look at. So I, mean, I think the most obvious answer is that in order to get digital boards kind of front and center always, what our customers are doing is sticking them on a either projected image on a wall or more frequently simply flat screen flat screen television that's connected to the internet. We have a wall board view that you will literally kind of log in, set up the monitor, and then flip it into wall board view. You can pick whichever boards you want, and you can even select the time that each one stays up. Now then when you're doing your huddle at the board, you'll take it out of wall board view, and you'll interact with the, the board um, just via whatever kind of mechanism you're interacting with it, whether it's kind of coming out of a laptop that's getting generated up there or coming out of a little desktop. Most of the time we see, you know, they, they have these cheap little desktop PCs now, and so they're just kind of pulling down the, the keyboard and updating, or someone else will pull out their laptop, get updates, or kind of move the um, move the uh, the boards um, throughout. So now yeah. when, when you're creating a user experience for a person, you can actually select their default board for them. So when they log in, they're seeing the board that you want them to see initially, and then of course they can they can jump off from there. So it's really gonna depend on, are we talking about a frontline front line person, or are we talking about a kind of a mid-level manager? Are we talking about a senior leader? Are we talking about a CI expert? Those are the four kind of types of people typically that you can bucket someone in. And those kinds of people will have different questions and are trying to solve a different problem per se. Yeah. As a follow-up uh, comment, um, yeah, internet-connected TV is an interesting um, solution. So yeah, there's all kinds of really super cheap devices, uh, Google Chromecast, where you can plug a USB stick into a large TV and turn it into a Chrome web browser, and that, of course, runs the Kinexus system. So there's all kinds of really inexpensive ways of doing that. Um, 
This question from uh, Terry, um, who works in healthcare. Uh, hi, Terry. Is it possible to have the software interface with the hospital EHR to allow for real-time data to be applied? She has a, a scenario looking at TAC time for high-acuity patients. Um, we'd like to see in real-time how we're matching expected arrivals versus actual arrivals as part of a CI project. What, what, are, your, what are your thoughts on that yeah, high-level question? That's a, that's a really complicated question. And the short answer is yes, we're, we're working with organizations to get kind of data into Kinexus and out of Kinexus. Those are um, usually kind of customized and tailored for an organization. So if that's something you're interested in, in taking a, a look at, I would invite you. I, I think, Mark, during the, the survey at the end, you say, would you like us to contact you? And, and we can contact you. Or, of course, you can just go on our website and say, fill out a, a demo request or contact me and, and kind of dive into those type of decisions. But that is, that those are problems that we're, we're actively um, solving for organizations. Yeah. We've got a question here from Chris. Have you seen organizations use boards to track KPIs around people to drive frontline staff engagement levels and decrease turnover, vacancy rates, et cetera? Do you want me to t approach that? Sure. Yeah, I'll add some thoughts. I mean, I think, I think that the answer is 100% yes. So there's a part of me that's going to put my scientific hat on and, and say, well, I'd really like to see how you would create a study that would be a double-blinded, randomized, controlled, you know, placebo, you know, controlled study that would completely prove this. Um, and, and, and I would argue that, you don't need to do that for a parachute, right? I mean, there's just some things you can study that kind of has space validity. So we continually know that organizations that engage their employees and improve more, organizations that are, are truly practicing lean, um, have higher satisfaction rates, have higher retention rates. And uh, then you start to ask yourself, okay, so how can I do that to the best of my ability? And so over and over and over again, all of our customers are using that reporting to figure out you know, who's engaged, what areas, and, and who's not engaged. And so, um, Mark, do you want to add anything to that? Did I? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there's just back to the general question on boards, um, the amount of activity I think is a great way of measuring those engagement levels. If, if leaders are doing the, the types of things that um, actively engage people, you'll see more participation and improvement activity. Probably the earliest board we had in the system, Greg, was a, a simple chart that just showed how many ideas, opportunities for improvements were being submitted, how many were being completed, right? That was a very early addition. Um, now, you know, we have customers tracking more ongoing operational metrics in charts and uh, boards that they've created. So I think there's kind of that two-pronged strategy. You could look at participation and improvement. You can look at uh, turnover rates. You can look at survey data. You know, the disadvantage of survey data is that it, it takes longer. That's, there's far fewer data points than a chart of uh, improvement activity participation. Um, let's see, we squeeze in a couple more questions here. One's from Raphael. Uh, if you had strategy dashboards in a plant, 
with 15 to 20 different teams and supervisors and plant managers? Would we have everything linked uh, top to bottom? Let's say if we had a near miss in any of our teams, would it go up? Would a message appear to anyone involved? So um, I, I, my, my first thought is that, you know, yes, if somebody is entering, if, if they're reporting a near miss as an improvement opportunity or this might be a use for incident reporting functionality, uh, it seems like that type of communication link would happen, notifications, population onto different boards, triggering of follow-up or improvement activity. Right, Greg? Yeah, I mean, I think you, you nailed it, Mark. 100% those can all be rolled up, and it really all relates to we have built and we're constantly improving just very powerful filtering capabilities and notification preferences. So you can kind of control how information flows to an extremely high refined ability. You can control how things are notified in the system and who's notified about what. And then you can control exactly what's showing up where. Mm -hmm. And so 100%. I mean, to me, that's, that's, what, that's the power of what we're talking about. Yeah. And, um, you know, Raphael, maybe, you know, feel free to reach out, follow up with us. We can have a, a deeper discussion on that topic there because we are um, starting to run out of time. Uh, There's a question um, uh, from a different Chris, I believe. Do any digital Connexus boards exist that facilitate really frequent updates, such as hourly, hour by hour production numbers? What what have you seen people doing, Greg? Is it, repeat the question again. There's so many questions. I was reading another one. Yeah. Okay. Do, are there, are there any, anyone that's really facilitating frequent updates? So not not daily performance data, but let's say hourly performance numbers. I mean, to me, that's partly a question for you, Mark. I mean, I would imagine that the answer is yes. There are there are environments where you would want more frequent numbers to that. So, um, I can answer from the Kinexus perspective. We we honestly, I mean, this isn't to sound braggadocio or anything, but we we have so many customers at the point that I don't necessarily know what all of our customers are doing in the platform. Um, but I would be extremely surprised to find out that we don't have, you know, yeah. some if not many areas that, that need that kind of visibility. Mark, you want to? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, you're right, you know, who, who's using that, but uh, I, I would invite maybe, uh, you know, Chris to follow up with us. We, we can have a little bit deeper discussion or go do some research for you. Um, as we wrap up here, a couple really just tactical questions. Jennifer uh, has, has asked, um, how would we, well, there's two questions here. Um, how do we get a copy of the software? What is the cost of the system? Greg, if you want to at least touch on that at a high level, if someone wants to learn more. Yeah, and um, the, that's, a great, that's a great opportunity for you guys to, to reach out to us. And we can kind of walk you through our sales process, the discovery, and, and the demo, and um, you know, we basically have you know three tiers of, of of ways you can purchase this. We kind of have pilot tiers that that have 20 user groups, and then you know that middle level tier, which we call group tier, that has 100 user, and then um, and then we have enterprise, which is a thousand users and up. And you know the more users you have, the less it costs per month, but I mean, in most cases, we're we're talking in the you know dollars per user per month, and when you start getting up to higher, it even gets less. So this is 
from a from a cost perspective standpoint, this is a there's a ton of value from that, and we've really refined the best ways that you guys can can run your initial experiments without having to invest you know a crazy amount of money. So yeah, yeah. All right. Um, well, we are about out of time here. So, um, Greg, thank you for uh, sharing some of this. I think um, current and developing frontier. Um, I, I had somebody the other day email uh, a bunch of us. Somebody I know has been a, a lean consultant. He would probably say, and and I mean this as a compliment. You know, he's kind of old school. He's been doing lean improvement work for a long time, and he's starting to think about this frontier because they, he and his clients in you know, I think increasingly large global organizations are running across the problems that aren't easily solved by physical boards. So it's, it's good to see more people, I, I think rightfully so, reacting to a problem or a scenario. Um, I, I think, you know, as Greg talked about, that's been what we uh, are doing at, at Kinexus. There's been a lot of vision, but we're also responding to the challenges our, our customers and prospective customers face. So. Um, thank you to everybody uh, who joined us today. Um, Greg, do you have a quick final thought for anyone before we sign off? No, I mean, well, I, I think there's probably questions we didn't get to, and we will try to respond to all those um, via email. And, and my final thought is the same final thought I always have, which is keep spreading continuous improvement. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks Greg. Thanks, everyone, for joining us here today on the Kinexus webinar.